Sport on on SAFM. Let's welcome on the line Safa CEO Advocate Debuka Mutlante. Good evening, CEO. Thank you very much for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Uh, good evening, Mr. Musia, to you and the listeners of SAFM. Thanks, CEO. How proud are you of this Bafana Bafana team, especially considering the challenges that they faced in this tournament? Look, Mr. Musia, it has been, it is a great one. The feeling is of great importance because, you know, we, we, we believe that every trophy which comes in counts. And we, we are proud because when we get into this, as you say, there were a lot of challenges, players being withdrawn, being replaced, and nobody gave this group of players a chance. And they went out and uh, made uh, the country proud. And uh, also the association, we are happy with uh, what they've achieved. And it's also some good news, CEO, considering what's been going on around the country over the past couple of days. We've got at least something to be happy about. Indeed, uh, as, uh, as Madiba said, uh, that uh, sports can always uh, play that unifying role, uh, <coughs> that unifying role. Uh, we, we we are happy about it, and we, we think that the win and uh, the trophy itself. You see the messages we've been receiving even from the spring from the rugby union and from mm. all these other unions. It shows that everyone wanted the good news to come through uh, in the country, as you say, during these difficult times. Uh, that's what uh, makes us more proud of this. Uh, what uh, the team has achieved, uh, Tabish. And you've also had you also had other members on duty in Kabecha, like the chief medical officer of Safa, Dr. Tulaningwenya. He had a big job on his hands. I'm sure you'd agree that he also did a sterling job under the circumstances. Look, uh, Dr. Ngwenya has uh, continued to grow within uh, the Sadek region. I know in Kosafa, he has always been there to assist them, even in the last tournament of women mm. where we had uh, COVID. He went in there, put measures in place. He is one of uh, the people we are very much proud of as the association because he, he keeps on setting trend, but uh, key amongst all, he keeps on ensuring that lives are saved and the COVID does not uh, put a stop to the game. Talking about women, there was also a new media officer in Romy Titus. What's the thinking here, CEO? Uh, look, uh, what uh, we had said uh, as the association, you remember when I took over, I said, I want to uh, build a strong relations uh, with the media. Mm. Uh, Romy happened to be the first one. We will be alternating, we will be changing with media personalities to go in there and see the actual things which happens behind the scene with Bafana. We believe... Once you guys get in there and understand what's happening in Bafana, even when criticism comes, it will be a fair criticism because you are there and uh, we will continue with that. Uh, the next camp, you'll see another media personality. We will be rotating continuously uh, media people who need to know what's happening behind the scenes uh, with our national team. But looking at the bigger picture, what I also see here, CEO, and I saw it was reported in the City Press also this past weekend, is that there is more women representation now within the structures of SAFA. We've got the likes of Lydia. We've got Amanda, who's been roped in recently also. Is this also part of the CEO's vision? Yes, uh, of course, Taviso, it is. Uh, you, you'll remember from uh, where we are coming from, uh, you will always have women relegated to admin jobs, you'll have women not participating in managerial position. I'm so happy that I'm leading a team of both males and females. 
And we are not saying we are doing people favors because they are former players. We are looking at qualifications. We are looking at what they are bringing on board. And one is happy to have both Lydia and Amanda as part of the management. And I think we're going to see this association together. And we are still going to appoint women in key positions because we we believe that uh, women who are qualified uh, need to be brought in and be placed in right positions where they make decisions. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, see, oh, when talking about that, that changing of the guard, also we saw there was a new coach, Morena Ramurabudi. Coach Vela Kumalo was also there after Helman Imkelele had tested positive for COVID nineteen, along with Laki Shiburi. How were they identified, and, and and how important is continuity? Because they've been part of the youth teams, also they are part of the youth teams. Look, it's a, it's a, we we have list of uh, coaches which is there. When uh, Coach uh, Helman Kalele became ill and uh, Coach Shiburi, we had to look at the list we have. And when we checked on Coach Vela, because ideally it should have been Coach Vela who mm. had left, uh, knowing that, let that team be known that is from the under-70s. But he also was carrying an injury. And when we engaged with him, he said, no, I think uh, Mr. Uh, Coach Morena can do the best. And when I get better, I'll go and join him. And that says much uh, because uh, they got the taste of being there with the first team. They know what they need to produce, what they need to instill with our junior teams. And we'll continue to give coaches uh, like we do with players, like we do with admin. Uh, we'll allow the coaches uh, who are not there at Bafana to also be given chances where where, 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 they are, where there is a need. We we have done that with Kojelman Kalele now he was with our under twenty mm. and he knows this player as well. So we need that continuity as you say. It is very much important to have that because Coach um, Kalele now lives uh, from under twenty. He knows players which are ready for under twenty three and there will just be that conveyor belt which will work well when we have our own local coaches dealing with our juniors. Well, that's good to hear, CEO. But the big question is, people have been asking, where's Hugo Bruce, uh, CEO? Just remind us again, what is the situation with him? I, I think we should recall that when Coach Hugo came in, he admitted it open that he had just taken a, fa- a first jab from uh, his uh, native country and he will need to go back for his second jab. And I should thank him because he became honest, he became open, even with his contract, he said uh, the contract will uh, come into force once he is back full-time. So we have not uh, been paying Coach Hugo. Coach Hugo is now waiting in his country, and he will tell us when he is ready to come back, and he will come back and prepare for the qualifiers. So has he received that second vaccination, would you know? Yes, uh, because I'm in full contact with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is just waiting for the borders to open. He's just waiting for this Delta variant to pass in this country. Then he will be back. And then does it mean that he's, he was in contact with the team at the Kosafa Cup or were they doing their own thing? No, he was indeed in contact. He was watching the games. And uh, as he says, he had uh, spotted some of the few players, whether he will select them when he comes back or not. Uh, we will hear from him, but uh, he has been following the Kosafa with keen interest. So is it the same issue then with the assistant coach, Chedo Janevsky? Yes, and you know, with uh, Chedo, unfortunately, when he was in the country and uh, with coach Chedo, we must uh, recall that he came in. He had uh, to coach and he was also scheduled to coach the Kosafa, but he unfortunately got uh, the COVID, mm. which had uh, restricted and confined him to his room for two weeks. 
and then he had to go back home then to get his second job and uh, my belief is that they will be coming back together and uh, starting to prepare for the qualifiers so are you saying CEO, since they were appointed they've not been paid yes 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 really yes and they were busy here meeting with coaches, meeting with stakeholders, doing press conferences, all of that without a fee? Yes, because they had agreed that uh, they will be unfair to start uh, saying the contract is effective. Remember that once the contract commences, you, you ought to be reporting for duty. And now we were going to be in a fix where we were going to say, but what are we paying them for? And that's why I say I respect their professionalism. I respect how they handled this whole issue of contracts. But but now, CEO, we were supposed to have World Cup qualifiers in June. Does it mean that we would have taken part in World Cup qualifiers without a coach? No, no, not at all. Remember when we got uh, a coach, Hugo, we had already known that uh, the qualifiers have been uh, postponed. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was appointed, we knew that the qualifiers are coming in September. Oh, so you reached the deal after that? Yes. But do you understand maybe some pessimism about his no-show CEO? Because in Cameroon, when they sacked him, one of the reasons they gave was that he didn't want to leave in Cameroon. Are you sure we don't have a similar situation here? No, 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 no. We we are not going to have it. He is very happy to be here, and I can assure you, I'm in full contact with him. Working, he has never raised any objections about this country. In fact, he was happy to be here. Okay, so oh, we'll take your word for it, and also, um. Just what are your hopes for our Olympic team, considering the challenges that they faced? They've got their first game against Japan on Thursday. Look, uh, we had said uh, to the team, go there, give it your best. We know that uh, if they COVID, they did not only leave it in the country. It followed them to Japan, where we have two players and the analysts who, are, who have tested positive. And we know how challenging it was with also overseas clubs refusing to release players. So we said to them, go there, give it uh, your best. And we know that uh, as a country, sometimes, uh, most of the time, in fact, we perform when we when the least is expected. And we expect them to give it their best. And uh, we continue to support them even when they are there in Japan. Let's just take a voice note. We're speaking to the SAFA CEO, Advocate Debucho Mutlante. Uh, good, good afternoon. Uh, uh, good evening, Kabiso. These jabs, couldn't these guys, uh, uh, Broom, uh, Hugo Bruce, and uh, his assistant, couldn't they take these jabs here in South Africa? I don't understand. Or the, the jabs in Belgium are different from that of South Africa. Can you please ask uh, 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 the CEO to assist me on that? CEO, are you able to answer that one? Yes, I'm, I'm able to answer that one. Remember when uh, the whole uh, thing of jobs started, uh, they got uh, one, well, I, I'm not a medical expert, but what did the coach have said? They said, I've already taken a job from my counter. If he was, if he had not taken it, uh, Tabiso, we would be saying he has taken both his jobs from South Africa. We don't know what Belgium is so far in, unfortunately. But he came here, they came here already having done the first lap, so they are just going to take their second jabs and we close it. Uh, I, You know, perceptions around vaccines have always been there, but uh, the fact was they'd already started uh, the process from their countries. Mm. But but for you as South, it's not a big issue that they, is, they have not been here, he's not been here for the Uganda game in the Kosafa Cup, you understand? 
No, no, for, for, for Kosafa, we understand. Uh, maybe we must also just make it clear that uh, the coach has said he does not believe in assistance being there for the sake of being there. Yes. In his contract, uh, the contract of the coach says the coach will not be coaching Chan and Kosafa. He will be giving and observing the growth of his assistance, which is a good thing for a coach like Coach Elman Keller, which is a good thing uh, which will leave the lasting legacy for us because for a long time we've been crying to say, coaches are made, assistants are made ball boys. So he wants to see them in action and continue to supervise them. But in terms of his contract, he will not be coaching Kosafas and Chance. They will be done by the assistants. Okay. And just when did you say you expect them back in the country? Look, uh, he keeps me posted on daily basis. Uh, as, as soon as uh, the borders are opened and there is no longer this Delta thing, we have seen our numbers going down. It will give confidence to the world. He will be coming back. But you can continuously check with us, Tabiso, because mm. we are not hiding anything. We are transparent. Uh, they will be ready to come back and prepare for the qualifiers. Okay. No, good to hear, CEO. Thank you very much. Okay, let's just play one more voice note before we let the CEO go. So he will be here, folks, for the preparations for the um, uh, World Cup qualifiers. Uh, those ones have been moved, remember, from June to September. Let's play the voice note. Good evening, Tabizo. Good evening to the Safa CEO. Please, my first question is, when is the city of Bloemfontein or the Free State going to host a tournament or a game between Bafana and any other national team? That is one. Secondly, when should we expect fans to be in the stadium? Because surely Safa needs to also draw up a plan for the government to also see to it that, yes, we can allow fans to be in the stadium, just as is happening in Europe. It's Bramoro in Bloemfontein. Uh, good evening. This is Modus Vivendi from Emalaseni local municipality in the Eastern Cape. I, I, I see the transformation by Safa and everything, appointing women and making sure that everything is in perfect order. Okay, thanks for that, Modis Vivendi and Bramoro. Bramoro is asking for games in Mangawong. See, oh, they're going to have to put up a good plan here to take Kosafa from Kabecha, firstly. <laughs> no, I think I think it comes with the appetite of the municipalities. Uh-huh. If we do go time and again, knock at their doors and say, this, uh, there are qualifiers coming now. The COO will be leading the team going to municipalities to offer them the games. And of course, when the municipality raise their hands, uh, we give it to them. We must thank uh, the Nelson Mandela Bay municipality for always being there for football because we know they've even hosted Bafana games. Mm-hmm. So we'll continue to engage. And uh, the day Free State says we are ready, we will take games there. It includes uh, the lot of uh, buildings and say we have facilities. Mm. This is what we'll do to meet the association halfway because we always believe that uh, this is the national team and it must not be based in one province. So we'll continue with the rotational basis, but uh, the municipalities must raise their hands. On the second question of uh, support, yes, this is what everyone is looking at. And uh, we have uh, worked with other uh, federations and we are saying, yes, others uh, must come back, but it must be safe. And uh, we believe that now with the vaccination taking place, uh, we'll do like countries where they say, we 
uh, people who are vaccinated, they can come into the field and uh, these numbers, because we will not just start with full house. But I can assure you, we are busy engaging with both SARS-CoV, we are engaging with all uh, stakeholders concerned. And it's also a hope that uh, soon we'll have supporters back uh, at the stadium. But ultimately, it lies with government, doesn't it? It does, it does, it does, it does, uh, it it does indeed, uh, Tabiso. But we as federations have a responsibility to to present a tangible uh, program. And as you said, we'll then be calling the expertise of Dr. Nguenya and other doctors to say, is it safe to do so? What are other measures which need to be put in place? And as the experts in those fields, they will guide us to present a tangible program to the government. Finally, CEO, what's the status on amateur football? Amateur football, uh, we know first, let's uh, clarify two things. In terms of the regulations, they are not prevented. But uh, it's on condition that uh, they meet compliance. So with uh, the advice of Dr. Nguyenia again, we had uh, decided that with the numbers which have been going up, let us not contribute in uh, increasing the numbers. We rather call off the games and uh, wait uh, for, of course, wait for the president after 14 days when he had uh, addressed the nation. Then we will advise our members, will advise the football community on what next steps to be followed. But we believe that after these 14 days, we are going to open because we're motivated. Yesterday we have seen for the first time the numbers being less than 10,000. And if we build on that as a country and continue to take precautions, uh, take the vaccines, we believe that soon we'll be back uh, uh, playing football. On that note, CEO, um, where I stay, I, I saw a group of guys playing football last Saturday. Um, are they allowed to do that, just to simplify things? They were just, I think they were playing social football, but they were on the field and it was like 11 against 11. Look, in terms of the regulation says, one, the federation must uh, sanction the game. And of course, social, we don't sanction, we have not sanctioned any. And two, it says follow the protocol. So it is for the government to ensure that they do follow those protocols because our position as suffer is let's save lives. Yes, we want to go and play. Yes, we have sponsors uh, who need to get uh, the coverage. But we spoke to our sponsors and they understood that let us save lives. And we'll continue where we can to save lives, ensure that when people go back, uh, it is the right time to do so and their lives are protected. So I don't have to report them? Well, you can report them to the government uh, because, okay. you know, when I don't have jurisdiction over them, I can't yeah. act over them. But if it, if you were saying to me, it's a local football association, I was going to investigate. Oh, no, no, it them, wasn't. But I can, yes, yes. Okay. No, I hear you, see. Oh, thanks for your time. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM again. And well done on the Kosafa Cup success and the job off the field also. It was a big job, but we pulled it off as Team South Africa. And thanks a lot, and and we continuously thank you for the support. And we are saying, yes, where we are wrong, talk to us, and we will always open the door and be available. Thanks. Oh, good to see some positive changes also under your leadership. Good to see women being involved in these structures and qualified women too. I mean, Lydia, we spoke to her on the show. Very qualified Lydia Munyapao. She's played for Bafana Bafana and uh, she's now the COO. And then there's Amanda also, Lamini, former Bafana Bafana, Banyana Banyana captain. Apologies. And <laughs> that's funny. And um, she's now the commercial and marketing liaison um, manager basically at SAFA. So good to see that. Okay, we're going to stay with Bafana Bafana. We're going to speak to the captain. Captain now of that victorious team, Captain Veli.
Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Let's welcome the captain of Bafana Bafana, Velimo Twak. Skipper, good evening and thank you for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Good evening to, to you, my man, and good evening to the listeners of South Africa. Thanks, Skipper. Congratulations. How proud are you of these boys? I'm very proud, man. You know, I'm, uh, I'm overwhelmed with the performance that they, uh, they showed in the field of play. And for you, Veli, how do you describe captaining this team and winning Kosafa Cup? How did I do what? How do you describe it? What does it mean for you to captain Bafana and to win the title also? It, uh, it, it, means, it means a lot, man. You know, uh, to, to, to be a captain of uh, the nation, uh, it requires a lot of uh, focus, a lot of discipline, and a lot of um, talent, uh, a good one, and also hard work when it comes to training. Because of uh, the guys that you are leading as a captain, they need to uh, follow what you're doing, especially good things. Mm. And and some of these guys were unknown in the beginning of the tournament, but they've made names for themselves now. And I'm sure you you've come out as a family after this Kosafa Cup. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Are you still there, Veli? Okay, we've lost him there. We're gonna try and get him back on the line. Bafana, Bafana goalkeeper, captain, also Amazulu goalkeeper Veli Motwa there, uh, speaking to us about their success in the Kosafa Cup. The man kept clean sheets in every single game that he played. I think there was only one game that he missed. It was the dead rubber, which was a draw. That's when Lincoln Pfeiffer uh, played. He also kept a clean sheet. So well done to these goalkeepers of Bafana, Bafana. Eh? They really held their own. And he also took a penalty, by the way, in the penalty shootout. Was did uh, Veli Motwa? He was the hero. They took one and then saved one so does it get better than that i don't think it's it gets any better than that and i think it's just reward for a guy that's been patient that's wasted that's waited for his time all being a number two goalkeeper at some of the clubs even number three goalkeeper at some clubs uh, but really the last two seasons or so i think he's coming to onto his own in the peer in um in the premiership um, he's back with us on the line. Sorry, Veli, we lost you there. I was saying that some of the guys were maybe unknown in the beginning, but do you get a feeling that you came out as a family after this tournament, especially with the challenges that you've had in the camp? Yeah, we, we came as a family. You know, we, we worked hard and uh, we understood each other at the time we came in on the 27th of June, the first time we met, actually, because uh, most of the players came from different teams and uh, it's, uh, it's players that uh, most of people that didn't know, but I don't call them unknown. No. I call them the heroes of the nation because of they were hard to win the Kosovo Cup. Yes, and how difficult was it to deal with those challenges with some players testing positive in camp? It must have been tough even losing the coach and the goalkeeper coach like Ishiburi. You know, it, it was difficult for us because uh, you need to adjust to, to so many things. You know, when COVID test, you need to you you get you get scared when the doctor tell you like uh, you're doing the test, but because uh, you have to do it, you have to do it. But after that, uh, you know, when the coach Elman and uh, coach Shinaki and um, uh, this other player Phillips and um, uh, it took us back a bit because uh, we trained with them and then uh, they were in the plans of the team and then. We were supposed to leave them behind because of the COVID uh, regulations. But anyway, it hit us bad, but um, we worked hard on it and uh, we dedicated every win to them. That's why we came out victorious to the tournament. Okay, let's take a couple of voice notes. Just people want to speak to you or send you messages, Veli. Yumilang Lotle, this is Itumilang from Middleburg. Um, 
Mr. Musia, I it's I strongly believe and it's my strong conviction that had we had a different goalkeeper during that final against Senegal, we would have not won that game. Actually, one would even argue that had we had a different keeper the whole tournament, we would have not won it, period. But I think it was also clear during that whole game, it was clear how Uveli there was literally our leader, was literally leading our boys to victory with his antics, with his, you know, with his experience as well. So I'd like to ask him one or two questions. Uh, the first question is that, um, did you ever think, Mr. Vili, did you ever think that you would get an opportunity to represent your country, to wear the national team jersey? Did you ever think that opportunity would come? And what do you take away from this tournament as well? Thank you. Sure, Tavisa. <laughs> yeah, man, congratulations to, to Vili. Uh, for lifting the Kosafa Cup. Uh, my question is based on uh, during the penalty session, you can see that the two goalkeepers and two captains were exchanging weights, you know, especially when Bailey scored that penalty, you know, it said something to 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 to, to, to the Senegalese goalkeeper. So I just want to know what was he saying to him or even vice versa, what was the captain of the, of the Senegalese team saying to him? Yes, this is Joseph Babo from Baga. Okay, thanks for those, Joseph. Maybe let's start from the top, Veli. The, I think it was Uitumelang who asked, did you believe that this opportunity would come to play for Bafana Bafana? I mean, you've been around and you've gone through a lot in your career, but recently you've really come into your own now. Uh, you know, when opportunity comes, sometimes you don't... Um, you, it comes when you're not expecting it, you know. But... Uh, uh, I had believed throughout my performance. Mm. Okay, the line is letting us down. Run away is really okay. We do apologize for that, um, but the line is not that great. Maybe the man's on holiday, and you can forgive him. He deserves to be on holiday after his heroics for Bafana Bafana there. Uh, but we're going to try in one last time. If we don't succeed, we're going to move on. Coach uh, Morena Ramoribudi is also ready to speak to us tonight. He was the little-known coach. Uh, people were asking, who's this man leading Bafana Bafana? And uh, he's he's the coach that took them to glory then. So um, we'll go to him if we don't get Veli. But by the way, Veli was also voted goalkeeper of the tournament because Bafana Bafana didn't concede in all six of those matches. I mean, incredible. All six of those matches he didn't concede. Veli, what do you take away from this Kosafa Cup? As a player, uh, what I take away from this Kosovo Cup, I think um, it's experience of playing against uh, different uh, national teams. You know, because uh, it was my first time playing against a national team of uh, Botswana, Lesotho, Zambia, Eswatini, um, uh, and uh, Senegal and Mozambique. It was the first time, but it was a good, uh, good experience. And um, what I take out of it shows like. Uh, Outside South Africa, players who play outside, especially in Senegal and uh, everywhere. It's all about hard work. You know, if you dedicate yourself to this work, you have to work hard and you have to make sure everything that you do, you do it on point. So, outside is not easy. I'm not saying South Africa is easy to play in, but when you play outside, it's very difficult. You can see the teams when they come this side, they're working their, uh, they're working their socks off. You know, everything is empty. So, what I took out from this tournament is that whatever you try to have in life, in the challenge, you have to work hard for it. 
Yes, and then there was a question about the penalties there. What were you guys saying to each other with Pop and Di there? And you put him under pressure, man. You know, you know, when you speak as a as a captain, you need to at least intimidate your opponent. You know, but uh, after I scored that penalty, <laughs> when they speak their own language, I couldn't hear anything. That's why I was holding my ear. I want to hear him saying it in English what he just said, but he didn't repeat whatever he said. So. I wanted to listen to. I wanted to understand what he said, but I couldn't because he was speaking to. He was speaking to Senegal. French. Mm. <laughs> but you begged yourself to take a penalty. Why were you so confident? Confident with my middle name. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always smiling in the field of play, you know. And then most um, of the people they know me, especially those who played uh, with me, those who played against me. I'm a cool and calm person with a lot of confidence. Whatever comes in my way, I strike it with good heart and with uh, big confidence. That's why I took that penalty this month. And is it your thing to take penalties? Yeah. You like taking penalties? No, no, no. I don't like taking penalties. <laughs> but you were the captain. You had to lead from the front. Yeah. Yeah. And and Veli, just as we wrap up now, you've continued your good form. I mean, from club level, even before you went to Amazulu, you went superb form at Chipa United. Would you say this is some of the best form in your in, in of of your career? And how have you managed to stay so patient and wait for your opportunity after so many years in top flight? Mm, let me let me start with this one. How did I manage to do? You know, when uh, when you have your your your, your talent, and then you have faith and believe in everything that you do. You just gonna tell yourself, you know, whatever happens, whatever negativity that people bring, you know, you'll never get positivity only. You're only gonna get negative and positive, and those things they build the person. And for me, when I hear a negative thought, I take it and I put it in my in my mind. And uh, what do I do with it? I have to turn it into a positive. And while I'm doing that, I'm doing it in a field of head. So, so sometimes coaches they ask me, why are you doing this? Then I tell them, no. Hey, let's leave it there, Veli Bafana Bafana goalkeeper there. Let the man enjoy the rest of his holiday. Hey, and I still can't believe Chipa sold him to Amazulu when the club had needed him the most. And he was sold to Amazulu, captain my captain. But anyway, that's a story for another day because he's done really well at Amazulu. He's continued where he left off at Chipa United there. But let's speak to the coach now. Uh, that, well, they say the caretaker coach, but he's the coach that won the Kosafa Cup. Uh, coach Murenara Murebudi. Coach, good evening from us on SAFM. Congratulations. Thank you for being able to speak to us tonight. Good, good evening, sir, to you and to your listeners. And thanks once more for having me on your show. Thanks, Coach. I mean, where does this success rank in your list of achievements, having coached Maluti to that famous win over Pirates? You've also, uh, with Coach Vela, quali- um, won the Kosafa with the under-17s. But how big is this? You know, I think this one, it's, it's, it's big than all these other successes that one can mention. Because this time, um, and, uh, I was trusted by, by the South African Football Association under the leadership of Dr. Denis Jordan and the NEC members and the technical committee to be part of the national team which will go play in the in the Kosafa, in PE or in Kabeha. And I think it is not every time you get such an opportunity and you should always do your best when you are being given such an opportunity because you are now being trusted by the whole South Africa to go and represent them. So honestly speaking, this is one, one, one success I will celebrate for the rest of my life.
did you have to think twice about it when they said you're going to have to lead the team now, coach? Or did you want to grab the opportunity with both hands? To be honest with you, I, I have been praying to say, God, use me wherever you want me to go and operate. And uh, uh, it, it firstly started with the call-up. When the call-up came, I said, I'm going there to represent the country. I am going there to make sure that I, I, I keep the flag of South African, uh, South Africa flying high. And as, as an individual, you are being given this opportunity as young as I am. You need to thank people who made it possible, in particular uh, the South African football, like I said, under the leadership of the, the, Dr. Danny Jordan. So honestly speaking, I, I, I couldn't even say, no, let me think about it. I said, it's okay, let's, let's go, go on. Because I'm in a war. I can't, I can't just go back and say, no, give it to somebody else. I'm there already, and the country needs me to, to lead. Why do I have to look for somebody else? It was my duty to go and make sure that uh, I lead with, with, with pride. I saw you after the final. You had a jersey. It seemed like it was signed by all the players. Are you taking that home? Are you framing it? That one will be framed. I, I have a couple of jerseys of uh, players that I coached, and it will form part of that. But this one, like I said, it's a special one because, you know, it is not only being signed by players, mm. but it was signed by players who who played with their hearts and make sure that they don't concede a goal. They score nine goals. They they win the Kosafa Cup without losing a match. And, and all these things, they come back and say it was a very good team effort. Yes. And not only now uh, did you have to work with the team, but you also had to navigate your way around the challenges caused by COVID. Coach, how testing was that? Yo, that was another another test which was really affecting us. But I think uh, what was also important was to make sure that when you you go and stand in front of the players, you show a brave face. You you, you they should see hope when they see you. They should see the belief mm. in you. And uh, remember, when we started the first match, we had fourteen players, yes. and uh, you you needed to give them belief that you are going to beat Botswana. You are going to win this tournament, and 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 when it started, they look at you and say, hey, "Is this man serious?" <laughs> and they go win the first match. You know, there are things that we say. Sometimes coaches are like uh, prophets. Mm. You say something and it happens, and those are moments where players start to believe what you say because you say, "Go and score us a goal. Go and put them under pressure. They will do one, two, three, four. We are going to get a goal." And such things happens, and they start to say, "It is possible." Now, when we win the first match, they started to say it can happen. We won the second match. They say we are getting there. And now it was no longer about you driving. It was about them pushing you because now they started to say we can do this. Mm -hmm. So it was like I'm saying, everybody ended up saying this is what we can do. We went to the semifinal, and in the semifinal, part of our speech was saying 50% is you, 50% is us. Mm. Now we're saying both of us need this. But they're going to give you all the tactical uh, 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 plan, and you must come with your energy and your positive attitude to complement the plan. And they did that. We went to the final. We keep it the same way. Our team talks were very short because now we're saying, now they understand now they are, that they are representing the nation. Now they understand that they need to bring smile to the South Africans. Mm -hmm. And they went and they delivered that. Wonderful. And when you say these things to them, coach, do you believe them as a coach or is it just a way of motivating these players? You know what? Something that you should always do, 
that which I believe that uh, it has been working for me. Uh, you should see uh, something beyond where you are. We always talk about the ambulance in football to say, see beyond the ambulance. So it is something that you should instill in your players to say, let's see beyond where we are. We, we, it might be dark where we are, but there is a light somewhere. So we need to push towards the light. And another thing that we, 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 I do personally is to connect with the players. You know, if you can connect with their hearts, it becomes easy for them to say, hey, let's go and do this. And they are not doing that for, for you, but they know that we are doing this because it is also for us. So I, I, I'm one person who believes that uh, if, if I fail, it is because uh, I had to fail. But I have to do enough to make sure that I succeed. So in terms of preparation and everything, our technical team, honestly speaking, have done their part. You look at the physical trainer. Will give mm. you. Will give us data to say this player has covered this distance, meaning he can play only this minute. The doctor will come and say this one. I'm worried about his injury, but he can give us 40 minutes or so. Mm. The, the analyst will bring information and say here's the information, and we'll sit down with Coach Vela and the rest and say let's now analyze. Then we come up with a plan to say this is how we are going to approach the game. If you if you can go back and check the first match you played four three three, the second match you played four two three one. The, in 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 that match we ended up playing four four two because we needed to score a goal. Then we ended up playing the second the third match against Lesotho where we played three four three, and we played the same three four three in the semis. We played the three four three again in the final. So it means as much as we wanted to win, we're also saying to our players the new coach is coming with the expectation that our players should adapt and adjust to mm. tactics as quick as possible. And we had to do that while we are still making sure that we get the result. I'm glad you touched on that, Coach. I was going to come to tactics yeah. and the yeah. teamwork because from what we saw, it was proper teamwork from the analysts. Oh. Nisipo Mali was there. Uh, we yes. saw even it was good to see Coach Tembaletu Tembale Moses also yeah. being part of the goalkeeping staff and that those goalkeepers did not consider goal the whole tournament. So really great teamwork to see. We'll just take a quick break, Coach, and we'll play you some voice notes. So Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Evening, dear member Juliane from Holland. Congratulations to the technical team for winning the Kosafa. It really shows that when there's no interference in the team, the coaches are doing very well. New systems to some of the players, new players in the national team, and they really made the country proud. All the best for the future endeavors. They must keep it up. Great job even if it wasn't easy, but they didn't tell us the excuse they provided us with results. Thanks. Positive results, not just any results. Tulane from Holland. Thanks, member. Thanks, Tulane. That's actually a very good point that you make. Coach, how important was the defense for you? Is it some of the things, some of the first things you worked on? Because that defense was really solid throughout the tournament. You know, I think uh, one, one aspect that uh, I think we did was to make sure that we profile each and every individual and make sure that when we give information, we give instructions, we try to work more on his strength and try to give advices on how to hide uh, weaknesses. And uh, I think it was done properly because each and every player, especially our defense, I'll, I'll speak about the whole team because yeah. you know there are moments where we were defending against the Eswatini. We, we, we had to defend with seven players, eight players, against 
maybe six of 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 uh, Swatini. Because in football, there's always a, a principle of numerical superiority, and we had to make sure that we always defend in numbers. And our defense was always protected by those who were adding numbers in attack, and they had to come back and help us to defend. So credit to them because they will always guide and organize our players to say go left, go right, and immediately we have a proper structures. It was easy for us to defend, and uh, uh, I'm glad that uh, I, 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 when you, I got online, you were still talking to to one of the best goalkeepers, mm. whom I always look at him and say, this man, whatever that is happening in his career currently, he has worked so hard for. At some point, no one could not even think of him. He was just a, a, a reserve goalkeeper mm. at cheaper for close to three seasons. But when he was given an opportunity, he did not disappoint. And this is the same player who was making sure that he keeps on reminding our players to keep on pushing and organizing the defense. And honestly speaking, when you have more of an understanding with the with the defensive line and the goalkeeper, your half of your job is done because it's easy to connect the midfield line and to connect the the, the offensive line because immediately it's like that it's easy to pass the message. So I think credit to every player who played and uh, more especially the defensive block, uh, including the goalkeeper. Yes, and not forgetting Vitali Tuala without singling out any other players, any more players, but top scorer being called up late by this technical team. They must have seen something in him, and I've always believed in the PSL. That man's got a goal or two in him every game he plays, and they really managed to get the best out of him. But coach, for, for, for you, what can the country take out of this tournament? To be honest, I think uh, if you look at the guys, you know, um, I was I was so emotional when we... They were given cases, those who were playing for the first time for the national team. I think close to 15, 15 players got their cases out of the 20 players who were in camp, uh, including Motoi. It was his mm. first debut. So now I want to take you back and say you go to a tournament with 15 new players who have never played for the national team. Some of them, the national team was was a dream. Now they have to go play in the national team. And they go and perform like that. I just want to say to South Africans, uh, we, there is something special that South African football is doing, especially as I'm talking about South African football, I'm talking about the association to say, if we want to be honest, all our development structures have been performing well. And uh, I, I mean, like I'm saying, Dr. Denny tried his level best to make sure that he brings a vision and he brought people that can assist him to make sure that the vision is, is well executed. So, I think the future looks bright because we have too many young players. And now, if you can count the current group that has been playing for Bafana, the group that played in the previous match against Uganda, and the group that played now uh, in the Kosafa, Coach Brooks already has close to Bruce. He has already close to four players that he can choose for the match that is coming. So it makes things easy when you have a pool of players because it's easy to make profile and say, this is how I want to approach this game. These are the type of players I need. Because, oh, uh, we, we, we are getting there. It's just unfortunate that we should be honest. Uh, what happens in 1996 made South Africans believe that we can win everything. We have the ability to do that. And 
Yeah, okay. We're just going to have to leave it there because of time, but wonderful insight there from Coach Morena Ramorebudi, uh, who is now a Kosafa Cup champion. And I must frame that jersey, put it in your lounge, Coach. You'll never forget those boys uh, that made the country proud. We're just going to have to leave it there, but well done to everybody that was involved with Babana Bafana, including the technical team, uh, including everybody in Kabeha, also Nelson Mandela Bay, that put together a wonderful Kosafa Cup tournament.